Well, it's been an interesting day and an interesting last last month, actually. Um, the last time I spoke with you, I think I told you that that my son was getting married, and he is actually getting married this Saturday. So we've been he's been doing a lot of preparation. Uh, he's been living with me for a few months to save some money, and uh, he's been moving out this week. It's uh, actually kind of sad a little bit. It's been nice having him around, and uh, he's a real tech savvy. So he's uh, he's been helping me out with my uh, my new Mac and and setting up my apartment uh, uh, so I can talk to it and it can talk to me back and <laughs> and stuff like that. But it's gonna be a, it's gonna be sad. Um, I'm happy for him, very very happy for him, and uh, and uh, and their in their future together. They they found the, a little town home that they're renting. Uh, they're going to be moving in after they get married and everything like that. So um, it's exciting stuff right now going on. It's been busy at work uh, today. Uh, uh, actually, last week, like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday were just killers. I had, you know, I had like over a hundred uh, stops and just multiple packages that fill in my fill in my truck and my van. And it's finishing up late. In fact, uh, Saturday I finished up at uh, about seven seven thirty. Got home around nine thirty. And after doing about 130 stops and had about 190 packages on my on my truck, and it was I was just so tired. Saturday, Sunday came around and I was like, <laughs> I was like dead. Um, I had uh, the friends that, that invite me over for dinner every once in a while. Uh, I actually carries uh, parents, and um, I was supposed to go over there to to, um, to enjoy dinner with them. And I just I slept all day. I just. I just I was so tired and just exhausted uh, because of the week. The Friday before that, that Friday, <coughs> excuse me, that Friday before that, I was coming home and it was like the same time. It was like nine thirty or nine o'clock or something like that. And I was coming through the canyon, and my uh, my truck started acting up, and uh, <laughs> and then and the transmission uh, blew or did something, man. It just started shaking and rattling. So I pulled over real quick. And luckily, luckily, uh, my, my supervisor had been out delivering as well. He was up in Emory, which is a little bit about a half hour farther than where I go. And, um, he had uh, left about 10 minutes before I did and had gotten into the canyon before that. So luckily, very luckily he, uh, I called him and and I said, hey, listen, the truck is uh, acting up, and I think the transmission's blown or something like that. So he turned around and and uh, came and picked me up and uh, picked me up and all the you know, boxes and stuff that we had left over, he had to transfer over in the other van. So, um, yeah, I didn't get home until like almost 10, 30, 11 o'clock that night. So it was, it was a crazy day, and it's been a crazy week. Uh, this week has been pretty good. It's been a little bit uh, more calm. And, um, and, and manageable. <laughs> so I got home tonight and I, I knew I, I'd been thinking about what I wanted to do my, my podcast on this, this week. And a friend of mine sent me a, sent me a, an article that, um, that talks about, uh, religion in America and how over the last, um, over the last, uh, well, the Gallup had done a a poll, which they do, um, I guess, every three to four years. And this poll that they took found that uh, the number of people who are 
you know, claiming to be going to church on a weekly basis, or at least once a month or something like that, uh, has dropped for the first time uh, to under 50%, like 48 or 47%. And, uh, and it's kind of, when I, when I saw that, I was kind of like, but not taken back because I kind of understand that that's kind of like where we have been going for quite a while. People are becoming less religious and I guess the new term for that is they're more spiritual than they are religious. I still haven't figured out how that is and what that entails. Uh, but that's what you know. people are saying now. If you look at your some of your friends' Facebook posts, they've a lot of them don't even like to, you know, put that if they're Catholic or LDS or Jewish or whatever, and they just leave it off or they just say, hey, I'm just more spiritual than I am religious. Not religious, but spiritual. So, um, and I, uh, and I've been, I, I've known this, you know, kind of felt this. You can see that in the, in the direction that the, the country's been going lately. And over the last decade or two decades, I think they started with the millennials as far as their beliefs and how they're turning more secular in the way that they think. And, and uh, we're, you know, more like uh, commonality of, you know, with the state and the government. And instead of relying on, say, a religion and its tenets, they're relying more on what the government is able to provide for them and things like that. And it, I think it's dangerous to tell you the truth. It's it's. Um, I really do. I, I really think it's a sad state when we, as a nation, uh, turn away from turn away from God, and it, his teachings. Because you know, people look at the commandments and they look at the religion as a as a kind of like a holding them down or controlling them or something like that. And it's I've always understood it. And my view has always been that. Uh, my religion has always uh, made me a more freer person and a happier uh, person because, you know, I taught basic tenets and, you know, doctrines of my church. And just like anybody else, if, you know, I had friends who I grew up with who were, most of my friends when I was growing up were Catholic. Um, and they went to church every, every, you know, every week and... No matter what it is, I don't care if you're Jewish, Muslim, or whatever you you know, whatever you you attend, whatever church you go to. Um, I think it's important that you follow those 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 tenets because they're there to teach basic, foundational kind of uh, morals. Um, uh, it helps you to kind of look at things on a like an eternal perspective instead of just. Um, you know, like living for the day, I guess what one of those scriptures say, eat, drink, and make t- eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you die kind of an attitude is what we, what I see in the world today. And, um, what it did, it made me think about, um, when I was in high school. Now, I don't know if you know or not, I, you know, I'm LDS, but, uh, when I was in high school, we, we attended, or at least I did, and 15 other of my friends who went to school, uh, high school and stuff like that, we attended an early morning seminary class. It was a four-year program. We'd study we'd study uh, the scriptures, the Old Testament, New Testament, the Book of Mormon, and the Doctrine and Covenants, and it would rotate like that. Uh, in my sophomore year, we were studying the New Testament, and um, 
and I had a teacher who her name was uh, Sister Seguine. And um, she was really good. Uh, you, can you imagine, like, <laughs> at 5.30 in the morning, everybody's, like, half asleep, and you're trying to get 15 to 20 uh, high school kids interested in, in talking about uh, Jesus and the New Testament at 5.30 in the morning. It was, uh, it was quite the um, challenge, I think, uh, for her to do that. But she was really, really... Uh, excellent at what she uh, at her teaching, and she came fully prepared, and made the the the, the time that we that we were in there for about forty five minutes before we headed off to school, um, really noteworthy for me at least. It did. You know, some people it kind of just slept through. You know, and uh, not that I didn't sleep through some of it. Yes, I did. I have to be honest with you, but I. Um, I found I found it interesting, and it really kind of set a a foundation for me and my own beliefs about God and my belief and my religion and myself, understanding myself a little bit more, and you know, like why I'm here and and what my responsibilities are as an individual, as a disciple, as a as a father, as a as a friend, <clears throat> all these things. <clears throat> and in tenth grade, we were studying the New Testament. And uh, Sister Seguin, uh, in the in the course of of course we're we're studying you know we're some of the characters in the in the in the uh, in the New Testament and one of those that we focused on were actually it was two different people it was Peter and Nicodemus and their uh, experience with uh, Jesus and of course we know Peter was one of his apostles that he called and when he. When he came to Peter, Peter was fishing, if you remember that, and uh, he was walking along, Jesus was walking along the shore, and he bade um, or called to Peter to follow him. And the scriptures, it was kind of cool because Peter just, it said that Peter dropped his nets and straightway followed the Savior. Now I don't know how you I don't know if I'd have enough courage to do, <laughs> to do that like if that happened today like um, but there had to be it had to be some kind of that, that communication that, you know, of course you know you have the savior of the world uh, uh, asking you to follow him I'm sure that there was that that communication that connection that Peter had with with the savior but at the same time here you have Peter who's a fisherman um, you know who's who's a strict strictly Jewish and I uh, was probably wondering what what this was about, kind of. But he, he felt something that he that he, it was something that was real that he had to follow. You got to remember too that Peter was um, he was married, he had a family, right? And for him to just lay down his his employment, his profession, to follow after Jesus and to be a disciple and and to follow his teacher was was incredible. And um, and Peter never really kind of turned back. You know, we read some things that happened to him when um, about denying Christ, but he was always he always was faithful uh, from the time that he was called. The other person that she that she brought into light was Nicodemus. Now Nicodemus was a he was a Pharisee, a very wealthy. Uh, he was a rabbi. He was, uh, you know, like the higher echelon of the of the Pharisees. Um, everybody went to him for guidance and direction. Very wealthy. 
you know, had a lot of people, people looked up to him and everything. And the story, and I don't know if you remember or not, but the story where Nicodemus had been, you know, hearing these teachings of Jesus Christ and, um, and Nicodemus, uh, I guess made an appointment or whatever, uh, you know, met with Jesus at night and was asking him about certain things about what Jesus was, you know, teaching. And, uh, and one of those things was about being born again. And, uh, Jesus said to him, he says, less a man, or I'm sorry, less a man be born again, he can ever, you know, enter the, enter heaven. And it kind of confused Nicodemus. And, uh, he said, well, how do you, how do you do that? You're like, how am I supposed to do that? I'm, you know, uh, am I supposed to get back in my mom's womb again? <laughs> Literally like being born again. And Jesus clarified, he says, well, unless a man be born of the water and the spirit, he can always inherit the kingdom of God. So he's, he's making reference to baptism and the, and the, the um, baptism of fire, which is the Holy Ghost. I really believed at, at that time, and I still believe that Nicodemus was a really good man. He wasn't like your normal Pharisees or the scribes who were always trying to catch the Savior and in his words and trying to trick him and trap him and and things and trying to compare the you know the Jewish law to what the Savior was coming and teaching what he was teaching. I always thought that Nicodemus was a believer because he saw and and listened and I, I'd imagine that you just probably couldn't be in in the Savior's presence and not know what you know. Unless you were like totally blind, like a lot of the Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes were, um, I really believe that Nicodemus was a um, was a good man, and he understood who Christ was. I really do believe that. But the difference between him and Peter was, in the end, you know, you, know, you don't read anything more about Nicodemus. Uh, you don't look at you don't you don't hear his name anymore, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I don't. I think it, you don't see him as a disciple. He's not one of the twelve. He's not. You know, he didn't drop everything. He didn't drop his his. You know, being a rabbi and giving up everything uh, to follow a savior like Peter did. And um, so you don't really hear anything more about it except after that. Um, and it made me. And it, she asked us a question, and she said, "I want you to." You know, think about this question, and it's something you need to kind of ask yourself all throughout your life. And that question was, who do you want to be more like? Do you want to be more like Peter and show, have faith and, and follow Christ? Or do you want to be like Nicodemus who believed him, but didn't have the courage to follow him, who knew what Jesus was telling him was true, but because he was rich, because he had stature, he was a you know he was a Pharisee, he was a rabbi, he was a teacher, and all these things, he had to give up a lot. It's almost the story of the rich man. Uh, rich man said, "Hey, ever since I was in my ever since I was a youth, I I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. I live the law, blah blah blah, all this stuff. And what else do I need to do to enter the kingdom of heaven?" And Jesus knew that he was a wealthy man. He says, "Go and sell everything that you have and follow me." And the record says that the man walked away or left uh, sad because he was he he had much he was wealthy, so he couldn't give it you know he couldn't do what the savior asked him to do, like Peter did, 
and all the apostles, actually. Now, the reason why I bring this up and in, 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 in with this topic today about religio- religiosity in this country is that we just don't have people today that, that will stand up and be counted like Peter. All through my life, and I'm not saying I'm not a perfect guy at all. You know, I have my, I have my faults just like anybody else does. But I've tried to always remember that, that uh, challenge that Sister Seguin challenged us with, is to remember who do you want to be like? Do you want to be more like Peter and following Christ or be more like Nicodemus and know that, that what you're being taught is true, but you just don't have the courage to stand up with it? And it causes me a lot of thought today, and I see, the, I see what's happening with our country. And I think that's a lot, there's a lot of pressure today um, from the left, from these extreme radical liberals. Um, and we've seen the attack on religious uh, religion for some time now. And um, I think that it's just, it gets a lot easier for people just to say to themselves, you know, to avoid any confrontation, that they just don't talk about it anymore. They don't talk about their faith. Maybe they don't go to church anymore. They just don't want anybody kind of getting in their face. And, because, you know, because the world is becoming more and more secular in its, in its ideas and support, you know, it starts with the millennials. And they said that they, the, the decline in the, you know, people going to church started with the dot-com bubble burst, you know, and that's where it kind of started. And uh, now we have, now we have see these generations that aren't um, attending church. And it's, it's worrisome to me because I believe that the church and religion is where you get your foundations for your, your, your morals, uh, your foundation for your, you know, truth and um, basic life, you know, respecting others. And you're taught those principles in in your churches, no matter where you go. I don't. It doesn't matter, you know. You know whether you're LDS or Catholic or Protestant or Jewish or Muslim or whatever. I don't care. These things are being missed, and I think we are seeing the 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 effects of it as a result of it. As we as the relationship between people and their religion continues to fall and fail. We, we're starting to see the other side of the ball um, where you've seen a lot more chaos and a lot more problems in the world that are associated with moving away from moving away from religion or moving away from God. Um, and I think it's, you know, religion is based on, to me, it's based on the principle of faith. And you have to have faith in, and I just... For me personally, I just think people are moving away from that, and they just aren't spiritually uh, strong enough to be able to do it. You know, to 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 want to live their religion. Um, let me just give you an example. Okay, um, part of the, one of the teachings in our church is called the Word of Wisdom, and um, it's kind of it's a health code, but it's also uh, there's a lot more 
do's in it than there are don'ts. But people like to focus, and if you know anything about the church, we don't we don't drink coffee, we don't uh, drink alcohol, and things like that. And I know you're probably saying you guys are weird or something like that, and that's fine. Um, and I, I I've always looked at I've always looked at the word of wisdom not as something that I can't I'm not supposed to do, but a test of my faith. Especially today where, you know, like drinking coffee, we understand, you know, hey, coffee's got some health benefits to it. Of course it does. It's, uh, you know, it, it just does. So does wine. You know, this wine has antioxidants in it. It's supposed to be good for your heart and things like that. So people ask, you know, well, you know, if it's good for you, why, why do you not, why do you don't, why don't you drink it, Right. And I thought, I, I, you know, I've thought about that a lot. I went through, you know, I was in high school and I went through college and stuff like that. And um, I've been around, you know, people ask me that all the time. I've had friends who have spiked, tried to spike my drinks and I've had working uh, uh, friends who I've, you know, I've gone to shows with and things like that and who have kind of made fun of me because I'm not, you know, drinking. Why don't you drink? Blah, 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 all this stuff, you know. And, um, yeah, I mean, those things do have health benefits. So I asked myself this question, um, and it kind of goes along with what Sister Sequoia said. Who who are you more like? Are you more like Peter or are you more like Nicodemus? And um, and and the, the, the answer isn't I don't. Do I don't drink it because, or I don't do it because of this or that, or because it's got health issues or health benefits. I I do it because it's because I believe that God has asked me not to, and and He's He has asked us not to do it, not to drink, um, and. Even though, and I think to myself, well, gosh, it's got health benefits to it. You know, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't you want me to drink something that's healthy? That's it. Actually, that's what the word of wisdom is supposed to be. It's kind of like a health code. Um, but here's the thing. Um, am I, am I going to be more like Peter? Am I going to follow, follow the counsel and do it and ex- accept it and live and, and try and, and live it by faith and understand it? By faith, because why would God ask me to do something that 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 it's so almost like so menial? But why would He ask me to do something like that? And that's what I ask. I go, why, if it's good for me or somewhat good for me, and it has health benefits, and put aside alcoholism and all that stuff, you know, but it's got health benefits. Why is why is I I believe is He asking me not to do this? And the answer is to develop my faith. And that's, that's all it is. It's a faith principle. And you can look at all the commandments. You can look at all the, you know, in each religion, you can look at it and say, why, why am I being asked to do this? And it's to show your faith. It's to show your faith and your commitment to your religion and to, your, and to God, I believe. And um, I just... That and that's the way I approach it. That's the way I approach any commandment. You know, why do I, you know, live the law of chastity? Why do I honor my parents? Why do I not lie? You know, like these things are all, you know, things that we've been asked to do in our lives. 
And if we live them, if we choose to obey those commandments, it frees us up and it helps us develop faith. And then if you live it long enough, that faith turns into knowledge. And then look what you have. You don't, you're not living by faith. You're not living by, you know, the, what is the definition of faith? It's uh, believing in something that is true, but you can't see. And um, when you have knowledge of something, that's, uh, man, that's just opens up the gates to understanding a lot more. And I think people just don't today. I think people are just so wrapped up in the world and they're so worried about what people are thinking about them. And uh, you, you hear stories in the news about, you know, people, you know, religious people who have been persecuted and things like that. I think people in general are just starting to say, hey, it's not worth it. <laughs> you know, I believe it. I believe my church and I believe the religion I am, but it's just not worth, you know, uh, you know, sticking my neck out for it, you know. And I look at that and I go, well, that sounds a lot like Nicodemus to me, you know. Um, and then I read this, I read this story. Let me, I got to see if I can find it here. Just give me one minute. I think I've got it somewhere. Um, there's a story about this, um, let's see, he was a, um, major league baseball player. Um, let me see if I can get his name here. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, his Huff, I guess it was Huff. He was a, um. Uh, uh, it was talking about the moving the All Star Game away from Georgia because of the you know because of the voting laws and moving it to Denver, and um, all the all the craziness has been going on because of that and all these woke and liberal side of the things. It, anyway, anyway, so he's he's talking um, about this, and he uh, he says I just don't I really don't understand the MLB. Uh, Major League Baseball and this and, and moving this. Number one, he says, you know, they're moving it out of a state that's got more of a black population, and the jobs here are going to benefit more blacks than they are moving to Denver. Denver has a more restrictive uh, voting laws than what this new law is representing. Georgia's is it just doesn't make any difference. And the biggest part of it that he didn't understand is that he said that, and he and he mentioned this. He said we stay off. Most people intentionally stay off of social media. We don't let we don't talk about um, our conservative views and things like that because we're afraid um, of the retribution to our families and our you know kids and our wives and stuff like that. He says. He said, "Eighty percent of the uh, of the of MLB players are conservative." He said, "They don't for themselves. They don't care because their money's guaranteed. They get paid no matter if they play ball or not." You know, he says, "But they they're not concerned about that. They're concerned about their families and uh, being attacked and and being you know uh, shunned and all this stuff that's going on today. All this woke uh, crap that goes on today." And they're worried about that. Um, he says, I, and, he, and, he's, and he's, he, he was just sitting there saying that. He says that I wish that the MLB would have, you know, talked to us a little bit before because, you know, none of us really, um, we're, we know we're conservative in our views. And they never consulted us. They never did anything. And they just moved this MLB, which is, I think it was a bad move, he said. And I think that kind of goes along with what's going on in our country and why we continue to see, you know, conservative, you, you tie conservatives to people who, who are more religious, who are, go to church actively, 
you're seeing the, the older population like myself who are still going to church, but you see generations that are starting to fade away. Um, and then you have that generation fade away. And then the, then they don't teach their kids the same tenets and the same principles and the same uh, religious doctrine that they're, that they grew up with. So now you have, now you have one, a generation that's moved away from that, and now you got a, another generation that has nothing, uh, that uh, no representation at all. And it's to me, it's just kind of really scary. <laughs> it really is to think that, that we are moving so far away from God uh, and moving towards a secular kind of view where the state takes care of you and everything has to do with the government taking care of you. And that's for some reason, that's attractive for people. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, religion has always kind of been one of those things where it gives me, I feel like it gives me freedom because um, it helps me avoid the things that are uh, habit forming and those things that it can really hurt me emotionally, spiritually, um, hurt my family, hurt my children, hurt myself, you know, things like that. It's always been more of a, a, of a safety net for me and, and making me feel more secure in myself and, and why I'm here, you know, and what I'm trying to accomplish in this life. And it's like an eternal thing for me. Um, and I think that, you know, those people who are involved and who are still, who go to church, I think that I would think that they would think the same thing. It gives them a base, uh, something to, to fall back on, to have faith on. Um, and we are raising our children, um, today without that faith and without that, that drive, um, to understand who God is, uh, and what he is. What, what he was, what he was trying to help us to become. Um, and I've, 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 I've talked about this at length before with some friends about uh, you know we live in a world where today we're trying to we're trying to um, we try to bring God down to our level instead of allowing allowing Him to um, raise ourselves, you know, like he's given us a ladder here and he's, these ladders are these rungs, of these ladders are his commandments and his direction to us. And we're supposed to be climbing this ladder to get to his level. And today's world, we're trying to bring him down or, you know, not even that, don't even give him any credit or anything to, you know, that he doesn't exist, that he, that these, these ideas, these religious ideas are just a bunch of hokum and this is crazy. And they're just, you know, they're just not, they're old fashioned and they're not useful anymore. And, uh, you know, it's the whole eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. We don't care about anything. We don't have an eternal view on things. Uh, you know, like, where are we going? Why are we here in this? Why are we here in this life? What are we trying to accomplish? What's the, you know, what's the purpose of life and things? That's what religion gives me. It gives me a, a purpose uh, to living. It gives me an understanding of why things happen. Bad things happen. Good things happen. Why, why I have illness? You know, why do, you know, why is there death? Why is there these challenges in life? And my religion uh, helps me to overcome that. It helps me to understand that a little bit and be able to endure the challenges that life gives me because of my understanding of my religion. And um, I think it's 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 just <laughs> it's really sad uh, to me to see this continually happen unless we unless we somehow pull together and we start seeing the ramifications 
uh, of this. And I think people are starting to wake up a little bit more. Um, you know, from a political standpoint, it's liberal versus conservative. But I really go, and I think it goes deep down into a person's belief in God and, and their religious religiosity. Um, it goes farther than just your political views or your your uh, societal views and things like that. It's really kind of gets deep into your beliefs and your tenets that you have been raised with, whether you've been taught those and you're teaching those to your children or not. Uh, and it's I, I think if, if people don't think that uh, the farther we get away from God, I think it was like in in the 50s, like 70, uh, actually 18, what was it, 1937 when uh, Gallup started their polls, I think it was like 73% of the people went to church actively. They went weekly, blah, 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 all that stuff. And now we're below, now we're below um, 50%. And look at it. Look, what, look what's going on in the world. Um, you know, we have a divorce rate that's well over 50%. Families are you know, being torn apart. We have uh, abortion that's rampant, abortion that's rampant. Um, and these are just all these signs that uh, people are starting to move away to more of a secular view than they are religious views. And that's, it's, uh, it's not good for our country. It really isn't. It's not good for America. Um, and it's, it does, it scares me a little bit. It, it's, it's starting to scare me a lot, actually. Um, and I hope that people start being able to make the connection between what they see happening in the world um, and and maybe trying to return back to that, you know, return back to going to church um, and honoring, you know, how they were raised and what they were taught when they were kids. And, and they can pass that along to their children as well. Everybody has a free agency to do whatever they want, you know, but if you're teaching your kids something, hopefully, like my dad used to say, uh, you teach your kids, you know, he used to say you teach your kids correct principles and you have to let them govern themselves. They have their agency to choose whatever they want to do. And, you, you know, they can govern themselves at that point, but at least they have some ammunition. At least they have a foundation of something to start with. And hopefully they hold on to. Hopefully they'll hold on to that. And hopefully we can kind of reverse this. I don't know if it's going to take place or not. I don't. Um, you know, we've seen nations fall because they've turned away from God, and uh, it's not something that I, you know, would look forward to at all. I just I think it, there's a lot of answers in in religion that would help our our societal problems if people would just return back and start living their principles that they were raised with and principles that they've been taught in their religion. It's a, it's a good thing. It's, it's much better. Um, it's, it's a much better situation for an individual to have those beliefs than, than not and to turn away from them. So I listen, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, I'm just going to kind of close up now. I've been talking a little bit too much, but this is something that's really important to me. It always has been. Um, and um, I, I believe that that we as a nation need to, to turn ourselves back uh, and our attention to, to our Heavenly Father, to God in our lives. And as we do that, you know, more love will happen. 
we won't have this separation. Uh, we won't be looking at each other with as you know difference of skin, color, or race, or whatever. It, you know, we won't have that because those teachings um, help you to understand that we're all brothers and sisters, that we're all here for a purpose, that we should love one another uh, like we love ourselves and take care of one another. If we do that, we can take away all this this racism talk, this this separate separation that is going on today. It seems like we have uh, our administration, the government trying to always try to push this idea that we are, you know, that we're, that we are, uh, you know, that you're black, I'm white, I'm Asian, I'm, you know, Hispanic and always trying to keep us separated. And religion doesn't teach that religion is supposed to teach uh, unity and collectiveness and love for one another. And we're just not getting that from, on a, from a secular view. And we're having our children uh, being taught this stuff in our schools. And it's just, it's really scary. It's a, it's a very scary situation. So I, listen, I want to close up my, uh, I want to close up by just asking you the same question that my, uh, my teacher uh, in semi seminary said, um, who are you more like and who do you want to be like? Do you want to be more like Peter who had faith and moved forward when he was asked to follow? Or do you want to be like Nicodemus um, who I believe was a good man who believed in Christ and who believed in who he was as the Messiah, but because he was so rich and so entrenched in his, in his world and he had power and things like that, that he decided maybe, I, you know, he decided he didn't want to and he didn't follow Christ and uh, in his religion. Um, so that's what I'd like to close with. I really appreciate you listening. Listen, if you uh, want to listen to some of my other uh, podcasts, please go to my website, uh, Rob at Rob Scott. Oh, that's my, I'm sorry, that's my email, robscottpodcast.com. If you got any questions, um, love to hear from you. Uh, you can get me at rob at robscottpodcast.com. That's my email address. Please uh, let me know what you think, where you are on this topic. And I'd love to have a conversation with you. All right. Everybody have a good time. Remember, be safe out there. Be healthy, strong. Be happy. Um, live up to your potential. And um, we live in a very challenging time today. And it's important that we stand up for that which is right and have a voice in what we do. Don't be silent. Have a voice. And don't be afraid to, to stand up for what you believe in. Uh, we need that in the world today. We need that in our country. Hey, have a good night.